My ministry in life is to ease people's pain and suffering about their money and make money funny. There you go. So I'm blessed that I found now this vehicle, this show that I created called Yield of Dreams, where I get to entertain people live on stage. Or if you download the version of the show, you can go to yieldofdreams.live and just stream it, watch it in the comfort of your home. So it's an entertaining experience. It's a play, but inside it, I've also snuck in money principles. And I'm trying to get people to think about the myths they have about their money that influence their decision-making. And I think influence their passions because people are more focused on money than they are in their dreams and their passion, you know? As soon as I have enough money, then I'll do what I always wanted. I'm not good enough, so I'll go take this stinky job for 40 years, get a pension or a 401k, and then I'm gonna live my dreams, right? This is Alan Olson of American Dreams, and my guest today is Charlie Epstein. Charlie, welcome to today's show. Yes, so good to be here. I was with you yesterday in Chicago. That's right. And here we are. We spent are. a couple days together, and a uh, big day for you with the Yield of Dreams coming out. Thank you so much. Yes, I'm up in the clouds right now. We're, we're, we're in the clouds. It's been a three-year journey. Actually, it's been a 65-year journey, if I tell the truth, right? Uh, well, let's spend a little bit of time talking about that journey, Charlie. I think uh, it it's an amazing, amazing journey, very unique uh, in the way that you started out. So why don't you, for the listeners here, give us a timeline of how you started your career, transition to what you're doing today, and then your, what you're currently up to. So I usually start off by saying I was born with a divine discontent. You know, we're all born in certain circumstances. Uh, my circumstances were my mother was an opera singer and her father, my grandfather, was a violinist and a starving artist and painter. And then my father was an entrepreneur and his father, my grandfather, Max, was an accountant. So that's why I say I was born with a divine discontent, you know, entertainer, entrepreneur, entrepreneur, entertainer. But I grew up in this incredible household of joy and wonderment. And my mother was always uh, discovering something new. My dad was building his business and then helping build another business. So, you know, that's a very rich environment, but it's kind of contrasting those two worlds. I always wanted to be an entertainer. I always wanted to be a performer. I, my mother and I would, you know, we would perform together and entertain each other. And, you know, just life was great. And I did plays throughout school. And when I went to college, I was an economics major who lived in the theater. And when I got out, I was going to go to New York and be a starving actor with all my acting friends. And I ended up meeting uh, someone who became my mentor in the financial world. So because of my economic background, I put on a suit and tie and I went into the insurance business and the investment business and, you know, was very successful early on. But I never gave up the entertainment passion, the desire. And about eight years in, so, into building my business, I decided I'm, I was going to go for it. So that's kind of so, to there. At, at, at looking at you today, uh, Charlie, what do you want to be known for? You're the entertainer, 
And you're also a financial planner, wealth manager, retirement specialist. Yeah, so... But which is... I'll I tell you what, my ministry in life is to ease people's pain and suffering about their money and make money funny. There you go. So I'm blessed that I found now this vehicle, this show that I created called Yield of Dreams, where I get to entertain people live on stage. Or if you download the version of the show, you can go to yieldofdreams.com dot live and just stream it and watch it in the comfort of your home so it's an entertaining experience it's a play but inside it i've also snuck in money principles and i'm trying to get people to think about the myths they have about their money that influence their decision making and i think influence their passions because people are more focused on money than they are in their dreams and their passion you know as soon as i have enough money then i'll do what i always wanted to do I'm not good enough, so I'll go take this stinky job for 40 years, get a pension or a 401k, and then I'm going to live my dreams, right? That's where most people live. You know, having having this vision of yield of dreams, in fact, uh, very unique. I've never heard of the, you know, the, the, the entertainer side, the financial planner side, but uh, but actually for you. Very unique, and it works. It works. So tell us a little bit about how the show was born, how it developed and got to where it is today. Yeah, well, how did you become an overnight success in 65 years, Charlie? <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's interesting, Alan, because so in 1988, I decided I was going to take the summer off and do summer theater. You know, I'm 31 years old, and I ended up getting paid $25 a week plus room and board at the State Shakespearean Theater in Monmouth, Maine. And I took uh, three months, literally three months off. I would work one day a week, Monday, and then I'd be up at the theater. And at the end of that year, having worked only nine months in my business, I made 50000 more than I did the year before working 12 months. And, you know, that was like, whoa, wait a minute. I just worked less and made more money and had the time of my life. I got to do that again. Mm -hmm. So I did for the next 13 years. And it was like, I was like Alice in Wonderland. You know, I fell through that trap door and life as I knew it was never going to be the same. And the more time I took off to pursue my acting passion, the more money I made in my financial world. And then um, the week before 9-11, I was in an off-off-Broadway play, we were in rehearsals. And I was having a lousy time. I, I hated the process. I didn't like the people. And I remember the end of that week standing on the curb on 57th Street on the east side. And the leading actress who couldn't remember her lines was babbling away in my ear. And I just remember looking up and saying, I'm done. Ever had that moment in your life where you were like on this journey and then it was done and complete? And I went home and I thought about it. In the morning of 9-11, I called up the director who'd got me the part. He'd got me on Guiding Light. I had a small part on Guiding Light. And I said, why don't you replace me? And he laughed. He said, you know, the first week of rehearsals is bad. And I didn't want to tell him, no, this is never going to be good. And I knew I was burning a bridge for life, and I hung up the phone, and 20 minutes later, the first plane hit the first tower. 
and life as we all knew it wasn't going to be the same. And I was done in that moment acting, but I wasn't done on this journey like we weren't done on the, you know, the journey of what it is to be on this planet. So I took a year and I ended up creating a coaching program called the 401k coach program modeled after, you know, strategic coach meeting every 90 days. And within a very short period of time, I, we grew this coaching program. We coached over 10,000 financial advisors, but what it was is I was the producer, the creator, the performer, the, because I was in front of 50, 60, hundred advisors on any given Wednesday or Thursday sharing my recipes. I like to say I was Duncan Hines. I was Betty Crocker selling my recipes to Duncan Hines, right? To my competitors. And it took off. I mean, and it also fulfilled my, my desire to be in front of people and entertain them and have a good time and, but be creative and create value. And then 13 years into this journey, everybody became a coach in my industry and was giving it away for free. And you know what happens then, it's a commodity. So I shut it down. I, just, I didn't sell it, I shut it down. And, but here's the lesson. It took me three years. It, I had be, it become my identity. Do you know how when somebody becomes your identity, it locks you in. I was the 401k coach. I was proud of it. I was known for it everywhere I went. You know, it's like my moniker. Uh, but it also trapped me. And as we were bleeding out and losing money, I was trying to keep my employees employed. And finally, my new CFO came to me one day and she said, have you seen this financial statement? I said, no. She goes, you're losing money. Stop it. I went, oh, yeah, shut it down, gave up that identity. And then I wandered aimlessly in the desert like Jews, like we do. I was in the desert wondering who am I now and, you know, what am I going to become? But I knew I wanted to get back into entertaining and I thought I was going to do stand-up. And then I met this guy by the name of Mike Koenigs. You know this guy, Mike Koenigs? I know Mike Koenig, good friend, and, uh, you know, has a lot of uh, credibility behind what he does. So I met Mike um, 2021 Abundance. And the first day of Abundance, the first hour is a networking session. And I did an impact filter on what I wanted to get out of abundance that year. And one of it was to make connections with certain people. And the first person on that list was Mike Koenigs. And I went to the session. I was the first one in the room. You know, there's 10 round tables with 10 chairs. And I sat at a table. And the first person to sit next to me was Mike Koenigs. And I turned to him. I said, oh, you're my first person I wanted to meet. He goes, well, who the hell are you? You know, all warm and fuzzy. We had lunch at Abundance 360, and I told him I thought I wanted to go back and do stand-up, but maybe write a show. And over a six-month period of time, Mike said, you know, Charlie, you should be like Leno and Letterman and every talk show host. They have a comedy team to help you write the show that you want to get out of you. 
And I said, that's great, Mike. I've been in the business in 19 years. He said, well, if you hire me, I'll get you the comedians and we'll make it happen. I said, let's do it. And in October of uh, 2020, 2020, before COVID, I flew out to his condo in La Jolla looking out over the Pacific coast. And you can see this in the documentary film that Nick Nanton made of the making of the show because uh, Dan Sullivan was smart enough to say, you know, you ought to film this journey while you're on it. So we did. And I literally had nothing when I flew out there. I had nothing written down. It was all ideas in my head. And that's when the gods, I like to say, took over. Because as I was flying from Atlanta to San Diego that morning, I get on the flight and I sit next to Mr. Yield. I didn't know he was Mr. Yield. But he was this very successful CEO of a capital markets consulting group and we you know five hour flight we get into this conversation but I could sense the guy wasn't satisfied with his life like something was missing and I finally said to him I said what do you really want to do and he said what do I really want I said what do you really want to do he says I want to run a nonprofit and make an enormous impact in the world and I said, well, why don't you just do that now? He was 50 years old. He said, no, 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 no. I need another 10 to 12 years to get the yield on my portfolio to a certain place. And then he just looked out the window and let out this deep sigh like a wounded animal. And I was like, well, that's interesting. So I get out to California and the next morning, the comedians show up and Mike's there and Marissa Brassfield, who helped Peter Diamantis build Abundance 360, was there. And, and for the first two or three hours, these guys, these comedians are saying, you want to do money workshops? You want to do... I said, no, I want to do stand-up. I want to do stand-up. Like, we're trying to figure this thing out. So I started telling the story of beating this guy on the plane. And at about one o'clock in the afternoon, one of the comedians says to me, oh, I also told him my favorite movie is Field of Dreams. That's the connection, right? And you have to understand, in that movie, Field of Dreams, Kevin Cosner's character, you know, he's longing for something. And he mows down his cornfield, his only source of income, his livelihood, and bets the farm on this dream. Like, who does that? Not many do. Yeah. So uh, one of the comedians says, you know, the title of this show is going to be Yield of Dreams because Mr. Yield. And, and the point of the word yield is everybody is yielding for something in their life. There's something they want. They want to make happen. They want to create. They want to be involved in, fill in the blank. And then they're holding back. They're yielding, waiting for the signs, waiting for the, what do I do next? And they spend their lives never going after what they really want. Char Charlie, why, why is that? What, what is it that we're afraid? That we're afraid holds people back. We're afraid. Why didn't I go into New York and be a starving actor when I was twenty-one, when I had nothing and I could risk everything, and instead I went into the financial business? Now, thank God I did because I'm in the position that I'm in now to do what I'm doing the way I'm doing it. But who knows? It's mm -hmm. fear. Fear drives everything.
So, so how do people balance the passion versus the income side? Can you have both? I'm proof. I'm the proof. You know, I've been able to bring these two worlds together. Charles Epstein, the finance, Charlie Epstein, the financial advisor, and Charles Bertain, which is my stage name, the actor, into this, what I'm doing right now. You know, every day I still solve people's financial problems, try to ease their pain and suffering about their money. And every day I try and entertain people and make it a better day for them. And then, of course, the show is the ultimate. Um, so, Charlie, I want to get to how people tune into the show. But before we go there, I want to ask a question. At the end of life, how do you want to be remembered? You ever watch the TV show, um, Bravo, Inside the Actor's Studio? You ever watch that show? Okay. I, I have it, but I will. Okay. So... Yeah. Uh, the gentleman who, who ran the actor's studio interviews a famous actor on each show. And at the end of the show, he's got these seven questions that he asks everybody, the same seven questions. And the last question is, when you get to the pearly gates of heaven, what do you want to hear God say? And it's really cool what everyone's answers are. But I always remember Tom Hanks's answer. And Tom Hanks says he wants to hear God say, uh, 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 back you go. <laughs> I love that answer. <laughs> so when um, you say, how do I want to be remembered? <laughs> Tell you the things that ran through my head. That it mattered I was here, that I made an impact in somebody's lives or lives. And that I left people with this spirit-bound, infectious desire to wake up every day with wonderment, joy, laughter, and play and discovery for discovery's sake. That's my mantra in life. Like, imagine waking up every day going, what am I going to discover today? What can I be in wonderment about or joy or laughter? Because people are so, Right? So Charlie, how do we how do we connect into Yield of Dreams? Give us uh, thank you. It's uh, you go to yieldofdreams.live. It's all there. Okay. That's it. Uh, you'll see a whole platform. You'll see it. Uh, my ambassadors, Peter Diamantis, Dan Sullivan, Mike Koenigs, Howard Getzen, a whole bunch of people talking about the show. Uh, we're also donating half the proceeds to a nonprofit called Creative Vets. Creative Vets helps. Our veterans who are suffering from PTSD, we send them down to the Grand Old Opry in Nashville. We hook them up with a country singer who writes their story in a song and heals their psychological wounds. It's an amazing experience. So you'll be also enjoying the show, learning something you may not know about you and your relationship to money and how it impacts you, and helping our vets. Yield of Dreams with an S dot live. And you can buy your ticket right there. Charlie, it's been a pleasure having you with us today. Thanks so much, Alan. Appreciate it. <laughs>